Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That episode. I'm Victoria. And I'm Trev. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 17 of Grey's Anatomy, titled Freedom Part 2, which aired on May 22nd, 2008. Oh, ho, ho, ho. This is... So this is your favorite episode from yes, Season 5. I, I love this episode. Uh, I think it's a really good example of what Grey's can be, especially in, like, a finale aspect. Because it's just, like, it's wrapping up a lot of things, but it's still not leaving everything fully answered. But the the main reason I chose this episode is because it has... It's a culmination of my favorite arc for Meredith in the show. Which is her going to therapy and her really grappling with, like, the issues she has with her mother and feeling inadequate. And the issues... And that trickling into, like, her work. And her relationship with Derek... And even with Weber and all that type of stuff. And I feel like this sets up a lot of really beautiful character development for Meredith in the next couple seasons. Yeah. That is, it feels really earned after this episode. And it's such an important episode for Callie. Yes. I love this episode for Callie. This is the, one of the most important episodes for Callie. Because she finally comes to grips with the fact that she can't hide anymore. Mm-hmm. And that that patient that she's dealing with, the one who's stuck in the concrete, yeah. helps her realize it in such a like beautiful way. Like She's coming to f- terms with truths about herself. That Such a classic patient, Grace thing, too. It is. To be telling really your patient is. the thing that you need to hear. Oh, my God. This episode was just really good. It makes me really happy. When I, yeah. When, when I saw which episode it was, I my first note is... Just I knew exactly which episode this was, and I yeah. was like not ready. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I'm scared. And heads up, uh, like this episode is intense, mm-hmm. so like trigger warnings for like self harm and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. anything in that sort of family. If that mm-hmm. bothers you, I would I would say skip it, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it is like a through line throughout this entire episode and this arc for Meredith and Alex, right, including Ava and everything like that, but. Just a heads yeah. up. Yeah. Feel free we to skip it. see that a couple of different places in the episode. Yeah. So. It's better just to avoid it altogether if it's going to upset you. Yeah. But other than that, let's get in. Let's go. We we start this episode off as the continuation of the first, the episode right before it. Yeah. So episode 16, which if you didn't watch it, basically Derek and Meredith have been working on a clinical trial for a cancer patient who's boyfriend just died yeah they're both really young and they both um, have the same type of really hard to like operate on brain tumor uh-huh and meredith had some really strict rules that she had to follow for the clinical trial but she decides in this episode that she kind of wants to like break them break them in order to help this patient yeah and and that's kind of a through line for Meredith, too, when yes. it comes to clinical trials in this show. She doesn't always necessarily follow the rules, for good or for bad. And, yeah, in the previous episode, like, this is the second half of a two-parter, so there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that this is tying up with, like, the boy who's in the cement that you see and, like, that whole storyline. Yeah. And it's... So that kid got dared, yeah. basically, by his fake... They're, cool, they're not unquote, friends of his... Friends. 
it's a group of people who like to torment him and they call himself they call themselves his friend but they're really not yeah. and this girl that he has a crush on and they like basically dare him or like force him to like jump into a vat of cement and he gets stuck in there so when his arrival in the hospital and the stuff that they're doing to save him is a continuation and then Alex rushing in with Rebecca is a continuation of the previous episode. She tries to kill herself, yeah. um, which kind of ties in with Meredith's storyline that she's working on with her therapist about her mom Who tried and a discovery that herself. she makes. Yeah, she just, just she discovers that her mom once tried to kill herself and how it has something to do with Weber. Yeah, and yeah, just the intentions behind that. So there's a lot of things in the previous episode that are that gets set up here, but it's what and also one other thing that gets set up, but it's not just in the previous episode is um, her is Callie's storyline with Erica that's yeah. kind of been culminating in this for in a this while episode. now. Yeah, but in the previous episode specifically, um, Mark kind of Callie Callie wants to be with Mark as a way to prevent herself from acting on her feelings with Erica, but Mark realizes it. So that's kind of a continuation as well. Mark being a good guy. Ugh, Mark is the ultimate Callie and Erica shipper. Yeah, Mark, even with like later on when Arizona gets introduced, like him and they have a really tumultuous relationship for a lot of really complex reasons. But even then, he's like pretty supportive of it. He just wants Callie to be happy at the end of the day. He just loves Callie. Yeah. And Callie's always supportive of him, too, with his relationships with, like, Lexi and everything like that. They're bros. Yeah. They're they're bros. It's the classic ex turned, like, besties. Beautiful friendship. It's really really meaningful for for the two of them. But this episode pops off with Alex rushing Rebecca into the ER and Izzy's standing there and trying to help her, help them and, like figure out what is happening and like that Rebecca had hurt herself. Rebecca and Alex sucks as a relationship. I yeah. never liked them together even when she was like Ava or whatever. I don't, like just It makes me really sad their their relationship. I it's I think looking at it with like the context of Alex's past, I think Alex was only interest like he wanted to save her. He has and a take savior complex. Yeah, I think this just stems from his like mommy issues of yes. being like, I couldn't fix her, but I can fix this one. Where Rebecca yeah. slash Ava was really just like, I need an escape and Alex can be that. So they're coming at it mm. from very different perspectives, but both really toxic and like fucked up perspectives. And they're just, they were, yeah. it's bad. It's bad for both of them. But it's in the really end. Bad. Izzy does the right thing eventually in this and intervenes. Izzy's trying to help and Alex is just like, I got this. And he like closes the curtains and then we immediately cut to Derek with Meredith. Yeah. And And Meredith and they're like trying to talk to the patient. I think her name is Beth. Oh yeah. Beth uh, Monroe or something like that. Who's played by Journey Smollett. Who's so talented. Yep. She's so good. Yep. She's really good in this one. Um, and Derek's basically telling her, like we said before, this is a continuation. She just witnessed her boyfriend, Jeremy, passing away due to the surgery. Um, clinical trial yeah. surgery. 
And Derek is like, Beth, what, like, I, I would totally understand if you don't think you should do it. But this is a moment where Meredith is being an optimist and Derek is being a realist. Like, yeah, first of all, flip. this this is one of the best patient dramas that we've seen because it's teen love. It feels super like high stakes. You're just like, oh, my God, that was so painful. Like they've really loved each other. They've been fighting this together. They both thought they were going to survive. And now one of them is left alone. And it's like. What's she going to do? Is she going to like choose the risky path, not just for survival, but potentially because she wants to be reunited with yeah. her last love? Or is it like she's going to be scared of death, but she's going to be sad about it and just kind of keep living with this tumor? But the thing is, like, I feel like Derek really needs Meredith because like he's so jaded at times. He's like too conservative. And we've seen this later on, yeah. too, in the show. Like this isn't the first or last time that we see Derek be like hesitant to do something or kind of like have a conservative view on something because of everything that he's been through. Meredith is innovative. She's like refreshed because she just is a new doctor coming into yeah, the space. Yeah, she's still new. She's still very green. Yeah, right? exactly. So she hasn't seen all the death and the difficulties that he has yet. And for that reason, she's able to advocate for like trying new things that Derek kind of sees as like way too risky, especially after he already lost one of the patient. But her perspective on yeah. it is we lost Jeremy, but we learned from that. So now we can make adjustments. And Derek is like, there's no way this is going to end well. He won't, he won't accept that. And also it's like, not only have they lost Jeremy, I think they've lost 12 patients altogether in this trial so far by this right. point. He, he feels like he's just going to keep on killing losing. these people. And, she feels like it's worth it if they can save at least one patient. Yeah, which is like the good, which is the way to look at it. Unfortunately, and and I think Beth, when she's talking like later on, uh, talking to her parents about the surgery, and they don't want her to do it, and she's like, "If I go home, I die. If I do the surgery, I die. I might as well try it." And I think that's the same point of view Meredith is coming from, where it's like, "Look, this outcome isn't good regardless on paper, but maybe it could be better." And not only that, but like I think Meredith also sees it as these patients and patient families knew what they were getting into when they signed up for the clinical exactly. trial. So it's not like they as doctors are failing for no reason. They've explained the risks. The patient has weighed the risk and thought about it honestly. And they wanted to still proceed with it because they knew the chances of them surviving if they didn't even try to get the surgery. Like if they died, they'd be in the same position they were in if they never got the surgery exactly. in the first place. So it's like there's so in the end there's no real loss. Right. They're not losing There's no anything. There's no real loss because they were literally going to die. Nobody else is willing to operate on them anyway. Yeah. So it's like, so yeah. And this so, this bigger like tumor trial, I think also has the um, the gay soldier storyline. That episode ooh. is one of my fucking favorites. Intense. Too. That's like one of my favorite moments in the whole show. It's like, it's just so sad. Yeah. And he's a part. Of, yeah, I think he's a part of the clinical trial. And he dies. He's the fifth patient in the trial. Wow. And that's the um, when Derek uses his scans. Or in, in the future, when Derek proposes to Meredith, he uses his, he uses his scans, his scans to, to propose to her. Yeah. And it's just like, <sighs> it's this whole the whole trial storyline is really interesting, especially with how it weaves into Meredith going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Like really seamlessly, it weaves together. Which is another reason I just, like, I love this episode. But Meredith and Derek are not seeing eye to eye today. Not at all. So then we cut to Callie in the continuation with um, the boy Andrew, the guy who's stuck in the block of cement. And honestly, 
they're like just being total asses. Like she asked to talk to Lola, who she finds out through Andrew that Lola is kind of his like unrecruited slash secret love. Yeah. And Lola's like, is he okay? And Callie's like, no, he's not okay. He's literally stuck in a fucking block of cement. Yeah, he could die. Which is literally, which is when Lola is like, you know what? He's my friend. Like, even though these people are being jackasses, I do care about him. Yeah. But Callie's like, I know that's not the whole thing. Like, I know you guys are in love. And she tries to convince, she tries to convince the girl Lola that like she should be true to herself and not hide because of what her friends are gonna yeah, think. And this is what I was, and this is what I was getting at before, where Callie is saying exactly how she feels about her situation with Erica, like. Her situation with Erica culminates in this episode because of what her patient goes through, and that's so crazy, but it's so Grey's Anatomy. Like, I just fucking love her so much. I think she's definitely that character that I think I relate to the most on Grey's. Like, I, I definitely relate to Christina because, obviously, I have a lot of Scorpio in me. I'm very intense. Sometimes yeah. I can... I want to be seen as this high performer, but then other times when I fail, it's, like, impossible to overcome that feeling. And like, but I also really relate to Callie because like Latina, you know, closeted with her gayness, doesn't has a Absolutely. family that she's like, I don't really know how they're going to react or how they're going to feel. I don't know what my friends are going to think. And like constantly in an internal struggle between like what she thinks is right versus what the world is going to think of her. Like in the whole thing with Arizona after the plane crash where she has to figure out like Arizona oh. doesn't want me to chop her leg off, but like I have to save her life. It's the only way but to save she's her, not yeah. going to forgive me afterwards. And all these doctors are yelling at me and I know what the right choice is, but I can't bear that feeling of letting somebody down. So like I definitely relate to Callie so much. I love how she always keeps it real. And yeah, I really like- feel like she what? really gives it to people straight and like yeah if she thinks it's more important like if she thinks what she has to say is more important than how they're going to feel about it she just says it anyway and i really appreciate that because a lot of these characters yeah a lot of these characters just kind of like sometimes tiptoe around and callie never does that never she's very comfortable with her feelings her her exact words that she says are like exactly how she feels she's like knows what she's saying she knows what she's talking about and she doesn't like hide that she just says she's like screw exactly. what they think this matters they don't like that is the most succinct like, way she could have said that you know like, like she's no just i so... can't help him she's Ugh. like you're gonna hate yourself for this and she just walks away like she's fully like fine you're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you straight up how you're gonna feel about this and i'm right yeah she's like you're gonna hate yourself and you're gonna be right for that because this is like obviously really fucked up that lola you're doing the wrong thing exactly so <clears throat> then we cut to Lexi and George and George is being a crybaby because he failed his little test. And it's like, I just, I, uh, I really can't I stand can't George. Either. And um, I think, I think that the romance between George and Lexi is weird. Or I mean like the one-sided aspect of it. I don't really love it. I can understand where, I can understand mm-hmm. where it would be coming from with Lexi because she's like younger, whatever. George is like this nice guy. Like he's like the nice guy TM. And, like, Lexi, like, broke into the files mm-hmm. and, like, read everyone's files. So they're trying to make... They're trying to, like, put everything <laughs> back together so nobody knows what they did. And Lexi is just... Like, at this point, George knows he only failed the intern exam by one point. And he's, like... Right. Mad it was literally at one point. For finding this out. And later on, he, like, explains why further. But I think I think at times they're funny together. 
this episode is kind of like what I'm mean, whatever on it. I think this is a great Lexi episode, like her being a really good friend to him. Yeah, yeah, I love Lexi. Me um, too. so we get Meredith's scene with her therapist saying like she doesn't know basically. She doesn't get it, like what her therapist yeah. is trying to get her to understand. And the mar- the therapist is just like giving her nothing. She's like, figure it out. She's like, go figure it out. Bye. <laughs> yeah, she's um, like, have fun. Yeah. So after that, we get another scene with Alex and Rebecca. This scene pissed me off to the utmost. Yeah. I, I just hate Alex. I just can't. He's like banishing Rebecca up and Izzy's like, no, we need to have a psych consult. She's doing the right thing as a doctor and as just yeah. like a friend. An, she's, a friend. she's looking she's out for to... Alex. Yeah. First and, and foremost, even before literally. she's looking out for Rebecca, I'd say she's looking out for Alex's well-being, knowing he can't handle this and my, shouldn't have to. My opinion is just, I feel like Izzy is already kind of in love with him when she's like going on and on like that. I think so too. And I think she's I think so. trying to save him from himself. Like trying, she kind of knows deep down that he's he's going off the deep end. She's trying to stop him and be like, "I can help you out of the situation. You've gotten in too deep and you don't see that yet. And I see it. And I'm trying to help you out of it. And you're just not accepting my help." When he calls her a stupid bitch, I literally cringe and like got so mad. It's so it's like, so uh, and like he's lashing out. You know what? He's acting like he's it's so childish. He's acting like a little boy because yeah. he's so scared. Yeah. And like I have a such an I have an, a, a, some empathy for that, but it's still so upsetting to see and I think especially because it's happening to Izzy who's always had his back. Yeah. It hurts even more and I and like that's it's like that's what he's doing. He's doing that on purpose and like I know I've done that. So I think that's why I have like almost a soft spot for him because it's like I know how he's I know exactly how that feels obviously not to that extreme but like to lash out at the one person who's trying to help you and is, has your best interest at heart literally but it's just it's still really upsetting and like he just doesn't realize that he can't help rebecca any more than he has and he's already done too much i just we've all been in those moments where somebody has lashed out at us and we weren't expecting it and it makes like it, it makes your skin feel prickly it makes your hair yeah. stand up on the back of your neck you feel like your stomach's gonna it makes drop you feel to your small. feet it feels really bad. Like the physical reaction that I have, like when that happens to me or after I do that to somebody is just yeah. so unpleasant. And I felt that when I was watching this, I felt my face get hot. I felt really yeah. embarrassed. I was just like, wow. Like he really screamed that in her face in front of everybody in that clinic. And she just kind of stood there. I, I, it was just. Such and I a- understand why she's so taken aback. Like that's so me too. I wouldn't know how yeah. to react to that. Like, and she's, she's, Especially because of their relationship and the context for their relationship. It's so, it's so, ugh. Yeah. Like, evil. But, again, I'm like, I, it's such extreme circumstances that he's under mm-hmm. to feel like he needs to take care of this woman. Yeah. So, like, ugh, of course he's f- freaking out. Right. You know, he found her doing what she was, like, hurting herself. It's That's so scary. He's so scared and doesn't know how to process that. Right. But and he then, takes it out on Izzy. Yeah, of all people, because it's easy to take it out on Izzy. Right, because she's, she's not, not going to fight back. Exactly. You couldn't do that to a Meredith or even a George. Christina. Yeah, they would never let it fly. They would snap back at him. Where Izzy is like, Izzy's the nice girl. Because she loves him, though. She loves it's him. It's because exactly. she loves him. Exactly. Because um, even when the yeah. other characters snap at Izzy, 
like Christina or George or any of that, anyone has beef with Izzy, she always kind of does go back at them. That's true. Alex, it's always like she's always a lot more timid with him because yeah. I think it is that like deep she has the she feelings has for, for him. him. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Then we cut to Mark and Kelly in the scrub room. Yeah. It's this. I cute. love this scene because it's like bros. They're they're yeah. like bro-y here. Like Kelly's like, so do you want to get together and hook up later? And he's like, mm, no. I can tell that you have a huge crush on Erica and you need to do something about it. Like yeah. as a friend, consulting her and being like, despite how I feel about you, which is I'm incredibly attracted to you and yeah, I would like be we with have you in a heartbeat. Sex. He's like. I can tell that something else is on your mind and I know it's Erica and that exactly. she's looking at Erica all day. Um, How know. could you not? Yeah. And it's also, it's a nice juxtaposition, this scene and then the one with Izzy and Alex, because this is like a palate cleanser almost. Yes. It's like, when phew, you're like, oh, healthy, thank. healthy people. Yeah. People having like an adult conversation and being friendly and like respecting each other and all that stuff. It's like, you it's like disarming almost because you expect it to stay so heightened. Yeah. And then it has that calming moment where it's literally just like two friends talking about a crush. Right. Um, and then Lexi's trying to talk George off the ledge. He's like still in a bad mood about his test. And she's like, George, don't forget how good you are. Like you're yeah, not just she- good. You're great. Your recommendation letters were like amazing and all this other shit. And it's like, Oh my God. I guess. Um, Okay. You're like whatever, and but again, like I like uh, this is this is the exact reason I like Lexi. Yeah, this is the like this is a perfect a example sweetheart. of why I like Lexi because even compared to Izzy, who I would say personality wise is the most comparable. Because no, of just how... April is the most comparable. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. April's just like that, like. Yeah, that's a good comparison too. You're right, Lexi feels aware where april doesn't april feels green and yeah. like kind i just of, consider them both babyish and both kind of like yeah, naive naive a little bit too nice for their own good they probably yeah. get take advantage of a couple of times because of like how and nice we see they that are. happen to lexi yeah and we see memory. it happen to april too when she has sex with jackson and then fails her board qualifiers yeah like i just i re- i like i like lexi more as a character than i like April, because I feel like April lacks a lot of depth early on. Me too. Wait, I think I have to change my least favorite character list. To April? Yeah. George and April. George and April. George and April. I think I'm going to add April to mine. George and April are definitely... I forgot how much I hated her. Do you know what's fucked up? What? Oh, so who's your three again? My favorites? No, your three least favorites. Oh. Just the three. Okay, just... If I had to pick three instead of two, it would definitely be George, Izzy, and April. Mine are... George, Owen, and April, all three trauma surgeons. <gasps> is that weird? What does that say? Hmm. That's odd, right? So what does this mean? Yeah, but- I don't know. That's so I and especially because they're all like pretty different characters. You know what they're you know what the unifying quality between the three of them is? Military? Well yeah, actually that too. Wait, two of them have been in the military, right? George yeah. and Owen. And April. April goes. April goes too. Yeah. Wait, holy shit. Wait, but and also, who did I say mine were? Izzy. George, wait, Izzy, George, April. Izzy, and April. Yeah. Yeah. I think the unifying thing is that George, April, and Owen always think they're morally right. Oh my God, that's so they true. They always feel like they're the most morally correct in the situation. They always feel mm. like they think they're the good guy. I feel like I don't like when people are too, like, 
Number one, whiny when they don't get their way. And all Which three of them all are. all three of them are whiny. And I don't like when wow. they act. I, I don't like when people are like, nice. <laughs> well, off mic, we were just talking about how I'm going to see Into the Woods. And it's like, what's the what's the line from? Nobody's good. Nobody's. Er, yeah, I'm not nice. I'm, I'm, not, I'm good. not good. I'm not nice. I'm, I'm just, just right. right. Which yes. is exactly how I would describe Meredith and Christina. Uh-huh. And even Alex, where it's like. He's not he's he's not hold, he's not coddling you when the other three feel like they're they're more worried about coming off as nice or good instead of doing the right thing. Right. Oh my god. I that's we I never put I never put I two never and two put together, two like together. That. yeah. But I guess that makes sense. Like it's just yeah, that's why I don't like the three of them. All three of them are <laughs> fucking so similar. On both that's of our so crazy. on both of our least favorites, the three characters have a lot in common. I yeah, mean, two of ours overlap, but like... Yeah, but even then, Owen and Izzy, I would say, have a lot of similarities. Yeah. And especially in how they're, like, kind of, like... Aggressive? Antagon- I feel like they both have aggressive ways morals. of of, no- of navigating their moral compass and also, like, yeah. how that plays out in their relationships. Like... Yeah, absolutely. Like, Izzy with the LVAD wire and Owen with his relationship with Christina. And like, there's Amelia a connection. And Teddy later on. Yes. There's so he many... Always- they always think they they know what's right for the other person, and they should the other person should listen to them. Owen is at his worst with Christina. Really, I was gonna say I think it's with um, Amelia. Amelia, yeah, and I think he's at his best with Teddy. I actually like them together. I agree. I think he's at his best with Teddy. I think they. I think she, her personality works best with his because she. He. I don't know. It's weird. He has like almost more respect for her. It feels like. I it's, think with it's Christina, almost like it, what he has is what she wants and needs. And with Christina and Amelia, yeah. both, he is not what they want or need. So like he's a good fit for Teddy because like she needs somebody who's like grounded like that and wants to start a family and wants to prioritize her. Like Owen becomes madly obsessed with every woman he's with. He did it with Christina and it completely turned her off because she's like, I don't fucking want kids. I don't want that at all. I just want you. And he's like, and also no, they I didn't love talk about to- kids. And stuff like that until after they were married, right? Right, right. Where at least, where he, I think you're right, actually. I take that back. He's right. He is worse with Amelia because he knew going in she didn't want kids. Yeah. And with That's Christina, he about. didn't know he that didn't, until, yeah. yeah. Until afterwards and she was getting the abortion. And then, and then he says that he like feels lied to or whatever. He's like, you left it out. And like, like. It's not that she tricked him into marrying her, but he was like, I don't know if we would have gotten this far if I would have known that from day one. And she's just like, well, you never asked. So, like, that's on you. True. Um, I think they're both kind of wrong in that. Yeah, they are. Or he should have asked and she should have said because it is obviously such a huge deal breaker for both Mm -hmm. of them. Yeah. But that's just, like, whatever. But, yeah, I I agree. I think Amelia is the worst because he purposely ignored the red flags. And just kept going because he was obsessed with her. He gets, he's obsessive. Whoever he falls in love with, he's obsessive. But Teddy is the one that it works because she wants him to want her like that. Yeah, exactly. Like when the whole thing between, when he has to pick between Teddy and Christina and he picks Christina, to me, I think he should have chosen Teddy. And and that's just my hot take. That's just No, I agree. Okay. Because like, they just work better together. They just work better together. That's it. And do you want? Oh my God. What? So we know what Owen's birthday is. We do? Do you want to know? Do you want to guess? Do you Ugh. want to take a guess at what his sign is? Oh my God. I feel like I have two thoughts in my head. 
Okay, you can make both guesses. Okay, I feel like it's water or air. He's super indecisive until, <laughs> like, he's like, Christina or Teddy? And then he's like, do, wait, should I, like, do this or do that? Like, he just, he doesn't seem to know, like, he want, always wants to do what's right. He has, like, this desire to, like, weigh all of the options. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, God, is he a Libra man? Because Libra men are literally the worst. Evil. They are so evil. But the other part of me is like, he also. You're going to be gagged. Am I? You're going to be gagged. Oh my God, no. Ugh. I. Oh my God. What? I looked up Emilio's birthday. Okay, wait. Stop. We're still on Owen. And then the other Sorry. side of me is like, <laughs> I feel like he's watery because he's like more emotional than most men and like super like angry at times and then whiny at times and like obsessed with his girls and just like. Oh, why don't you want to have babies with me? Why don't you want to get married? He's such a watery boy. I don't know. Which one is it? He's a Taurus. Oh my God. What? No way. Wrong. So is Callie. Callie is a Taurus, 100%. But yeah. no, he is not a Taurus. His birthday no. is May 5th. May 6th. No. No, they were so wrong for that. They is need a Zodiac. A- they need a Zodiac consult. Wait, is he at least on the Gemini cusp? Because I could see him as a gem. No, 6th. Oh my God! Like no, fifteen days before. No, Callie is a hundred percent a Taurus. A hundred percent. Like I literally wanna, have that in my notes. Do you want to guess what Amelia is? Hmm. Aries. I, no, she's an Aquarius. What? No, I don't agree with that at all. She's the same birthday as my mom. No, Aquarius. Yeah, she's the same birthday as my mom. Mm. Isn't that fucked up? That's why I think I agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, my partner of five years is an Aquarius, and I don't think True. that she's anything like Amelia. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just giving you the facts. Oh, my God. I'm just telling you, you got to take it up with Miss Shonda. You know what, Sean? Okay, I forgive you, Shonda. I I can never stay mad at Shonda Rhimes. I forgive no, her for every never. misgiving that me? she's... No, ever. But, okay. um, okay. Either Let's way. jump back in. All right, so... <laughs> um, is he... Like, going to Bailey and trying to, like, escalate the situation and be like, Bailey, like, he won't let me blah, blah, blah with the with Rebecca. And Bailey's just, like, stop being a wuss. Go handle it. You're yeah, a doctor now. I, I raised you up to be a good doctor. Like, go do it. I really like the Bailey and Izzy scenes in this episode. Me too. I think I really appreciate their relationship. And I appreciate how much respect Bailey gains for Izzy in mm-hmm. this episode that you see. Mm-hmm. Like, from, the, from their first interaction to later, you see so much respect is gained. And she really is, like sees Izzy for who she is now. Mm-hmm. And it's a great Izzy, it's a great Izzy episode. It is. Izzy is, like, fights back in this episode. Thank but then God. at the end, she succumbs to Alex, yeah. which I didn't like as much. I didn't but either. It, like, but canceled I, everything out, because it's like, Al- she, of course she has feelings for Alex, but she doesn't let that get in the way of her being a good doctor. And then she knows that yeah. Alex has issues with women and, like, how he treats women. And then he, like, starts begging her to, like, hook up that made when me he's so like sad emotionally distraught and just like begging her like please just for one night like can't we and she just she goes with it like i just yeah. I, I was shocked when she actually allowed it yeah me too because to i was it like was just so depressing yeah it's really depressing um then we cut to um bailey goes back into the or and richard's like okay like we're up next um time for us to do our stuff and christina's like such a natural like she's just on it she's ready to watch and then the way this is the first time i ever heard 
hometown Gloria and it changed me. Are you serious? No, not in my life. I'm talking when I first ever saw this episode, it was the first time I had heard hometown Glory. I was like, who the fuck sings this? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, Adele. And then I listened to all of 19 and I was just like, bye. She's my new favorite. I was an Adele stan. Because it's, I still am. I mean, this is literally before 21. This is still when she only had released 19. She hadn't even released 21 yet. Oh, I know. I've I've been there since Chasing Pavements. Right? Chasing Pavements was was that song. Because I used to watch the, uh, I used to watch MTV before I would go to school in the morning. And like Mm -hmm. they would play the music videos. And I remember watching them. That's how I first saw Lady Gaga because I saw the Just Dance video. Oh, my God. And then I was like, wait, who the fuck is this? And that happened to me with Adele where I saw the Chasing Pavements video and I was like, oh, my God, this person, this voice, her voice is amazing. And I, like, immediately became obsessed with 19. Ooh, she's so perfect. I love she's Adele. She's so good. But, yeah, this is, like, a great needle drop in this episode. Yes. So um, we get back to Derek and he's, like, super, like, moody in this episode. He's, yeah. like, all he sees is death and failure. Like, this clinical trial in, has taken its toll spiraling. on him. He's in a dark, he's in the, um, what is it, what is it they always say? Dark and the twisty? Twi- dark, he's dark and twisty. Yeah. So he's just in his own fucking head. He's just, like, super over-emotional about the whole, well, not over-emotional. He's seen a lot of death because of this trial, and it's af- affecting the way he's viewing his potential for success with this, with this other patient. And even and his he's relationship to- with Rose. So, yeah, so he's kind of been, like, seeing this nurse named Rose. Um, this is a continuation, obviously. Yeah. And she can tell that he feels like he's failing Meredith because he yeah, says... Yeah, I mean, he basically says it. He says, Every, I just keep letting her down. And she's like, you mean... You mean letting, letting them, them down. down or whatever. Yeah, and, and it's just like, ooh, Freudian slip. Yeah. And it's then, good though. It's good. Rose is good in this episode, and I don't really like her as a character. Right. But she's she's good in this episode. Yeah. I feel she's kind of boring, like kind of flatline character. Like doesn't really. I don't. I'm not swayed either way. I don't really hate her or really like her. She's yeah. just kind of there. Yeah. I think I'm just like bored by her. And in a yeah. show like this, if you're if I'm being bored by you, I'm annoyed. Mm-hmm. That's because true. there's just so much. Right. So I'm like, how are you? How are you not meeting expectations? Like, be better. Yeah. I mean, but nobody can compare to Meredith, so never. I think that's kind of purposeful on Shonda's part. There, she's like giving us this boring character to show that Derek is not fulfilled or challenged or respected in this relationship, really, as much as he could be with Meredith. Which is yeah. why, obviously, they're going to end up back together by the end of this episode because he's just not fulfilled. Like, he makes out with Meredith one time and is like, "I want to be together more than this. Like, I just need to go break up with her." Yeah. He he needs someone who's going to bite back. And she does. She encourages, she brings out the good in him. And I think he realizes that from the beginning of this episode, he's super dark, tormented, and against moving forward. Yeah. And she's just like, Derek, you need to keep seeing the light. Like, what we're doing is going to help people. Like, even though people have died, like, it wasn't purposeless. Like, yeah, exactly. That's the big thing. And I think he, I think he's, uh, his view is like scattered right now with seeing that he's just seeing all the death and he's not seeing right. the bigger picture. Right. But so then we cut back to Christina in the OR and when Erica comes into the OR, um, she's like, she sees that Christina like knows what she needs to do because yeah. Oh, uh, like the guy, like, the guy like, like, Throws we're a gonna plot be, or something. He like the he thing is, a, yeah. We're gonna be bad about talking about the medical stuff on this. Yeah. During this season, we're yeah. gonna do our best, but yeah. we're gonna be bad about it. 
So, like, yeah. they describe it as, like, he needs, like, an embolectomy or whatever. And Christina can do it because she's done it previously with Burke. With Burke. Yeah. So Richard is like, okay, just do it. Like, Yeah, tra- go for it. I'm right here if you need me, but this is a teaching hospital and you say that you've done it. None of us are cardios, so just do it. And then so, you have Erica coming in and being like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, she's like, what the fuck? And then Chris, she's like Chris, trying to tell Christina that she did something wrong. Christina's just like, nope, because I did this. And then she's like, well, you did this wrong. And she's like, nope, because this happened. Yeah. So Erica's kind of dumbfounded and wants to get in the way. But then Erica's like, shut up and let me work. Yeah, and, Christina snaps at her. Yeah, and then Richard's like, Dr. Han, let that let Dr. Yang do her work. And it's such a <laughs> it's such a satisfying moment. It is. I loved that moment. Given the context of everything Christina had been through with cardio over the past couple seasons with like Burke and all this shit, and then like trying to find a teacher and Erica doing that, but also not really teaching her, just kind of like Erica sucks as a teacher and a mentor. Yeah. Like, yes, Christina was trying so hard to get on her good side and kept asking Callie for tips. Like, Kelly, you're so close with Erica. Like, what are you doing yeah. to like, get on her good side? And like trying really hard to forge a friendship or at least a mentorship. And Erica she just, just was not learn. there. Yeah. And um, I just love Richard as a mentor. The only thing you could say about Yang is that she's too excited of a student. I just... I relate to Christina immensely in that. I was that kid that annoyed everybody in school by being a know-it-all, like raising my hand for every question. Yeah. Like, that's just... That's the point. That's why she's there. She's yeah. there to learn. And if you're not going to teach her, why are you there? Mm-hmm. And that's basically what Richard says eventually to her. Yeah. And it's like, Christina crushes it. Yeah, Christina crushes it. She's such a... She's so talented. This is where she's meant to be. And she demonstrates that. And then and Richard have- comes... Bailey okay. and Weber back her up like that. Right. Like Richard comes so out and fulfilling. is like, Erica, point blank, that was not a good teaching moment for you. You should be so proud to have a student who is that talented. And she's your student. So like you could have taken pride in that. But instead of taking pride in that, you criticized her and try to make her feel like she wasn't good enough. Like this is a teaching hospital. If you're not here to teach, then we have failed you. And yeah, you are failing your students. Road. Yeah. So, like, and especially... I think Erica's a good example. Erica's a really feels really similar to Burke a lot of the way because it's mm. like it's like she wants to be like they want to be like cowboys. They want to be the star. They want to be the rock star, hardcore cardio god. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're not really concerned with teaching as much as being the the one who does it. Right. They want to be the one who's like, yeah, I fucking saved that person instead of being the one that's like, oh, I taught this person. And they're amazing now. You know what I mean? Where Teddy's definitely way more of a teacher. Yeah. Teddy is a great teacher, but she kind of overdid it after Henry died. And she made Christina (laughs) tell her every single move and action that she took during that surgery to the utmost degree. Like every two seconds, like nonstop on a loop, she had her repeating every step of the way. It was excessive. But that episode is so fucking good. Definitely in my top five. Grey's episodes of all Absolute. time. Oh my god, I, I love that episode. We'll, I'm sure episode we'll talk about it eventually. Just, we will, we definitely will. But, um, so she takes the learning, she kind of just gets up and leaves, and we see that Christina is literally sitting right behind her. And <laughs> it's then, so awkward. <laughs> it's so fucking awkward. Um, and then we cut to Alex and Rebecca again, and then Alex goes up to Izzy, and they're like talking, and Izzy's like, nope, I'm doing the right thing yet again. This is blah 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 from Psych, and he's gonna take Rebecca for like an evaluation and then she steps aside to talk to Alex and Alex is like Izzy like you're being unreasonable like yeah she'll be fine I've done this before I've taken care of my mom before I'm gonna take care of her 
he's like, she's just going through a bad patch, this and that. And, and Izzy's like, you've done this before. Like she realizes and understands it's now. It's so sad. Justin Chambers yeah. is doing really good in this episode. As He's acting his okay. ass off in this episode. Literally, my note is Justin Chambers is giving us everything he has. Yeah, he's doing a really good job, especially because mm-hmm. this is not how we see him for most of the show before this. This is like his we first kind of We don't see any big... vulnerability. Yeah, so then to have this like really hard episode emotionally, mm-hmm. he's really delivering it. He's really selling it. And like, it's seeing him cry is so sad and just like yeah. hits really hard. Yeah. But is he doing the right um, thing, thankfully? Yeah. Izzy did the right thing. I completely agree. Um, back at the house, Meredith is cleaning the blood off the floor and like scrubbing oh. really hard. And this is when we kind of real. This is when she starts to realize, I think, about her mom. Yeah, it's starting to click a little bit here. Yep. Um, it just it reminds her of her mom, so she starts cleaning it up and she's like scrubbing really hard. And you just know inside her brain the wheels are turning. Yeah. And like a mile then a we minute. Cut- yeah, mile a minute. And then we cut back to George, who he's still not feeling good enough, having these feelings of inadequacy, and it's just so boring to watch and listen to. Like, yeah. he's just such a whiny, pissy baby. Quit whining. Just, like, if you think you're really better than this, then go do something about it. Like, just stop sitting Which here I'm, moping about it. But I'm glad he says to... I'm glad he does make the point where he's like, everyone else gets second chances, and I didn't. And that doesn't feel fair. Because I worked, I work hard. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad that he's standing up for himself. Him and Izzy both standing up for themselves in this episode. And I do appreciate it. Even though I generally, because I'm like, generally they don't. They just bitch and complain and then nothing happens. But, but here they're actually taking a step and being like, I deserve a second chance. I no, deserve this. No, I totally disagree. Because it's not like he got up off his ass and went to talk to Richard about it and be like, sir, I demand a retake. Here's no, what. I mean, how, he, he could have done it better. Richard comes and talks to him and then he's like, you know what, like, I wasn't going to say this, but, like, it's like when somebody, like, pretends to be mad at school so that all of their friends are like, what's the matter? Like, are you okay? Like, oh. Oh, yeah, he's still a bitch. Yeah, he is. But, like, I'll take this. He's just like Eeyore. I'll take this over doing nothing. I guess. I'll give him that, at least. I guess. But, again, let's still fuck George all day, but I'll give him this. Okay. So (laughs) then... Callie's back with her patient and he's like I want to see Lola like can you go get her so she can be with me during this scary part of the procedure and Lola's like I do like Andrew but I don't want anybody to know this because if they find out me too she's like if they find out like they're gonna torment me they're gonna torment Andrew like our lives are just gonna be harder so I think that I'm not gonna go in and Callie's like it She's like, what do you know about... Callie's like, it's better to be honest. And she's like, what do you know about it? And the whole time, Callie's just like thinking about the fact of her relationship with yeah. Erica or like her feelings for Erica. And you just see her like thinking and wishing like that she could say like, you know, I know more than you could ever imagine. Yeah, like, like please listen to me. I know I'm right. And... Oh, God, it's just such a powerful moment. I love Callie's moments. I love every single scene that Callie has. I'm always like, God, I love that character so much. She's just always so well-rounded. Even when she's, like, having, like, a fucked up time, she's still... Yep. Just... She's excellent. Yep. It's all there is to say she's excellent. She is. Um, And then I think the next scene is with Karev again yeah he like goes to erica's room and says that he talked to the husband and the husband had like left with the baby a couple months ago and just 
doesn't he's like i couldn't do it anymore or whatever and right gives her her diagnosis of underlying borderline underlying borderline personality disorder that got like flared up because of the accident change to her face had. and the accident and all of that stuff but it's just like watching them is really sad because she's she's so fucked up he's so fucked up and she's like apologizing to him for not being better or good enough as someone he could depend on yeah and it's just like that's not your responsibility and like i think this is a nice ribbon on the on this whole plot line of just like he's realizing he could never have helped her and she's realizing she fucked up immensely like they both realize that they they messed it up and like the relationship never could have Continue. They both have this moment of clarity, mm-hmm. finally. Finally, and they kind of let each other go after that. Yeah, and then next we have Richard and Meredith. Ooh, I loved this moment. This is one of my favorite scenes in the whole fucking show. All he- twenty seasons. This is one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. He's like, "So you did the second surgery without my approval, but you said that you had my approval." And she's like, "So." Ooh, <laughs> I I love when Meredith is like. I love when she claps back. I love when she's over it. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm not fucking scared of you. Mm-hmm. And, and like her, like her not having no fear for this man and really giving it to him and being like, do you not understand what you have put me through in my life? That like, I feel like she... so much. Yeah. So much of the reason that I'm fucked up is because of the relationship you had with my mother. And he doesn't yeah. know that. And it's like, I think while I don't fully agree that with her, like fully being mad, like, she has to understand that at a certain point he didn't know any of this. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't know she yeah. tried to kill herself. But right. she's so mad at him, and I think she has every right to be. Right. And like, she feels they... like she owes him nothing because of what happened between him and Ellis, and, like, thinks yeah. that everything is his fault. But, like, it takes her, two to tango. her being like, yeah, exactly, 100% takes two to tango. But when she's like, my mother tried to kill herself after you left, did you know that? It's, like, so pointed and so... Mm-hmm. She's trying to hurt him. And the I like The way she gives him an that. opportunity to say yes or no, though. Because, like, the truth yeah. is she really does... She's like, yeah. did you know that? Instead of saying, like, you damn well know what happened after you left yeah, my she's mom. Like, no, I it's not like know she said... What... Yeah. She's like, you did this and you don't even know the repercussions of the action you made. Yeah. And I just, like... He's, like, dumbfounded. He's like, oh, I didn't and know then, that. Like, this is the moment. This is her come to Jesus moment when she's, like, yelling at him. Or not yelling at him, but, like, talking at him. And she's, like, she was a talented, gifted, extraordinary surgeon. And how, like, all that. How could you do that to her? And that's when she, that's when it fully clicks for her. And then she runs to the therapist's office and she's, like, my mother was an extraordinary surgeon. She was not trying to kill herself. Because she would have just cut her carotid artery if she wanted to actually die. She just wanted... (sighs) She just wanted Richard to come back to her. The first time I watched this scene play out, I bawled like a baby. I cry every time I watch this scene. This is my favorite scene. The writing is too fucking good. Like, Meredith is so smart, but yet she has, like, that perfect level of... Blind spots. Yes! That perfect level of, like, cluelessness that a, yeah. a normal human being would have. like She's not, like, a Doogie Howser, yeah. savant, like, knows everything type. Like, she's a human being who's really good at this one thing, but, like, she still has a, emotional blind spots. Like, she, yeah. you know, not a perfect person, like, bombing the patient. Like, she just, she's kind of, 
she has flaws and that's why you just love her so much. Like the part where she's like, so she figured it all out. But then even within that figuring it out, she still has something that she missed. She's like, could you just tell me that part for once? Which is so real. <laughs> she's like, okay, so cute. I, I think I get a gimme now. And that's just Ellen Pompeo having like really good comedic delivery in a scene that is not supposed to be funny. Yeah. Ellen Pompeo. It's oh, flipping the oh, tension oh, oh. immediately. I'm going to die. I'm going to literally die when I, every single time I think about Ellen Pompeo, I just like, I'm like a hard eyes emoji, but like her delivery on that line. Could you just tell me that part for once? And with her little raspy voice and her little lisp. Oh my God. It was just perfect. Especially with how perfect. intense this whole episode is. You have a moment like that and it just diffuses you. Yeah. It diffuses like, the tension. Ooh. You're like, oh my yeah. God, this is a clicking moment. And then you have Catherine, her therapist being like, you are an extraordinary, excellent, excellent, extraordinary surgeon, just like your mother, but you get to learn from her mistakes. Mm-hmm. And then she's basically like, she realizes being extraordinary wasn't about being a surgeon. It was about being a person and a woman. And it's like being able to accept that I'm going to need to ask for help and ask people for the things that I want. And like, it's never something she would have clicked because she only knows her mother as this like God surgeon. Yeah. So why would she think of her mother as yeah, a person like outside of the surgery? Yeah. And it's just, this is my favorite scene in the entire show. Like no this joke, show. any season, any episode. I lo- I love this scene, and it's so simple. And it's just like, yeah. I think I it love made it me so cry. Much I literally of, cried. Yeah, like I mentioned in the pilot episode that we did. It's just like Grace is really good at taking a character development and carrying it through throughout the whole rest of the show. And mm-hmm. the, I love this scene so much, mostly because of the scene itself and just like the interaction and the kind of big aha moment that this character I love has, but also because of all the things that it sets up in the future and her being able to really live her, like her life and fulfillment and really like make choices and benefit herself and not fall into the same trappings of her mother. Like because she Mm -hmm. has this scene and this moment with her therapist, she's able to marry Derek. She's able to adopt Zola and have kids and have a house and pass her boards and do all of these things and have other and adult ha- relationships that are not like yeah have with that, Christina like, fear of abandonment she doesn't have yeah that. it it helps her relationship with Weber and Bailey and mm-hmm. all the other doctors she works with it helps her be a and, good like, parent exactly because she's learning from she's directly trauma informed mistake yeah and, exactly like, she's like canceling out past tra- like past generational issues that her family yeah has and had. she's fully. Um, having her cake and eating it too. Yeah. As much as she can in this universe that's just like constantly trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. But she's, this is the starting point of that Meredith. Mer- Meredith 2.0 really. Yeah. And so I just, then, it makes me so happy. I just love it so much. Um, The next scene is just a, a short quick one between Rose and Meredith where Meredith realizes based on the scans that the pa- the pan the cancer tumor is shrinking. Yeah. So that means the surgery worked. Um It makes me really happy. Makes me happy. Rose kind Beth of is realizes such a great character. Yeah. Rose kind of realizes that Meredith needs to be the one to tell Derek and I think she's kind of realized that her relationship with Derek is going to be over after this because of the way she delivers that. She's like, yeah. This is the kind of news that you should give to him. Congratulations on your medical breakthrough. Like, you can just tell yeah, she's, she like, resigned. Yeah, she knows it's her time to take a step back. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, it's good. I'm glad that she good. knows that. Yeah, she's self-aware. We love a self-aware queen. <laughs> and then um, we get the most cutest scene between Christina and Lexi of Christina trying to teach her yeah. how to do this. It's so the sweet. The banana and the just, cubby. 
Oh my god, I just love it. Um, <laughs> I like. I really love their relationship, their mentor relationship. Yeah, and like then she's like, student. "Thanks, Christina, for trying to teach." She's like, "Yeah." Anyway, and she puts her iPod <laughs> on. Just so cute. It's so um, cute, and it's yeah. I yeah. Anytime Lexi's interacting with one of the original five, I'm like generally pretty happy with it. Yeah. And this is like. Derek sees... Then it cuts to Derek seeing Beth awake. And she says well, he, hi. Yeah. It's amazing that she's alive. Yeah. And she he's just like... You could see this like wave coming... Like washing over him of like... Oh my god. Like relief. Yeah. And joy. He's like... Meredith was so right. If I never would have trusted her. And if she wasn't... If she wasn't an optimist and convinced me to do this. And kind of like sign me up against my will pretty much to do this surgery which I didn't feel comfortable doing then we couldn't have saved this patient's life yeah so he realizes he needs Meredith in every aspect because she makes him a better doctor a better person exactly he's like it's just someone who yeah it's really beautiful like his face and he's like oh my god where is she and then they're running around trying to find each other and like oh my god so funny all this it's so cute yeah, he pulls the champagne out of the trash and like starts running around <laughs> looking for her. And then and we Christina's get like that's not sanitary. You're right. We get Christina being like, um, that's not sanitary. So cute. <laughs> so cute. Um after that we cut to Lexi I mean not Lexi, um Izzy and Izzy. Bailey in the clinic and Bailey's like yeah I'm gonna give you the clinic because you proved that you can handle it and I realized that I just want to do surgery. I don't want to be in charge of the clinic anymore. Um, so yeah, she has the, enough on her plate. Yeah, so she's like the Denny Duquette Memorial Clinic is now yours. Oh, it, that I that makes me really happy. I really love this whole scene and this just conversation. I think they're both doing a really beautiful job with it. Mm-hmm. And seeing like uh, Bailey get really worked up and like emotional, mm. it was very really sweet. And it was I feel like a lot of the times we get moments. Bailey has moments with like George and meredith and even alex and christina of like that proud teacher moment and i feel like this is like the big standout one she gets with izzy where she's like you i have made you into a good doctor right and i'm proud of you like she's able to really step back and be like i've done my i've raised them like now Mm -hmm. they can move on right and it's really it's a really beautiful moment and izzy's you could tell is really touched Mm mm-hmm um, and then the next episode, the next um, scene that we get is uh, Mark with Callie and she they're walking out of the <laughs> hospital and he's like, she's like, so do you want to like go back to my place? And he's, she's like, so we can um, like finish what we started. And then he's like, no, you can finish what you started. And then he like looks over and Erica's like standing over by a bench like He's fighting for them so hard to like be together because he knows that's what Callie really needs yeah. to do and explore. He's being such a good friend. Oh, he's such a king. I love Mark. I love Mark. I he's such a sweet sweet character. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes in the whole show is when Mark is introduced and him and Meredith are like the dirty mistresses. <laughs> that's one of the yes. funniest lines I in the love show. That. Yes. Um so Callie goes up to Erica and is like, Erica, like, I need to tell you something. I kind of realized something. And Erica's just like fumbling for her keys and like being a, 
<laughs> being a shit show. <laughs> and then she's like, Erica, I'm trying to say something. And then she's Erica, like, like, and like Erica looks up and she's just like, what? And then they they finally kiss. And it's like, she leans in. It's such a good kiss. kiss. Oh, this kiss. Finally. It's just, yeah, it's such a, it's, it's such a good moment. It's everything that it needs to be and more, because if you actually like, first of all, I watched this twice. I played it and then rewind it up. Same. It's like, the kiss is so ten, like tentative. Like she, Callie doesn't know she's what scared. she's doing. She's scared. You can like you can see it in her the way that she like kisses her, and like Erica is the one to pull her in for more. Like she puts her hand right on the side of Callie's face and like pulls her in for more. You can see that Callie is the one who's like anxious about it. She's never done that before. Like go after a woman like that. So like for her to lean yeah. in and make the first move to start the kiss, and then Erica's the one who keeps her there, right? Because she's like. She kisses her and it's just like, you know, those slow, small kisses that you get when you're just in the beginning of a relationship and kind of absolutely like you don't want to go too far. But then at the same time, like you, you do want a little bit more. Sort you of want thing. it. Oh, my God. It was a perfect kiss. Like just. Ugh. It makes me really I just like I love it. I love I, I love the two of them together. Me too. And then Mark is I like screamed. proud. Yeah, Mark's like, I'm walking away now. Job, he's job, like, well done. He's like, I did it, kids. <laughs> um, then the next scene, we cut to Richard coming home Going to home. Um, Adele, which we I talked like about Adele during our Grey's, uh, during our Glee season. But yeah, I really like Adele as a character, and I like this scene. And there's this the scene earlier when he's like packing up and Meredith is there looking for Derek and he's like I even he's like I'm not a bad man even though I'm the villain in your story. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that carries through a little bit here when he's like talking to Adele and he's like I'm your husband. I've loved like I did this bad thing 20 years ago but I need to come home. Like you we need like we can't let this go like this and she's like took you long. She's like come on, took you long enough or whatever yeah. she says. And it's just it's it's really nice, and I'm glad that they get back together. I love their relationship. Yeah. So then the rest of this, like, last few scenes is pretty much just all these couples kind of finally getting together. Like, we finally yeah. get Erica and um, Callie. We finally get Meredith and Derek on the hunt for each other, like, trying to get reunited yeah. but can't find each other. Lexi, be, like, getting her kiss from George because George is, like, so grateful yeah. that she made him realize, like, he was worth advocating for himself yeah he she kind of made him realize like george you're not just a stupid idiot like you failed it by one point like go out there and get what you want if you want so bad and then we have the really sad kiss of izzy and alex yeah we get izzy and alex we get richard going home to adele like to be honest coming back to izzy and karev for a second like i actually do feel like they're the perfect match for each other though because of how like they're so goddamn stubborn. Both of them are so stubborn. Both of them oh are my so God, annoying yes. individuals. Like, I think she pushes his buttons in the perfect way and he does it right back to her. Yeah, they're like the perfect uh, match for each other in that way. I From totally day one. Agree with that. From yeah. day one, right? Like, he pisses her off. She pisses him off. That's what it's makes similar. Yeah. It's kind of similar to, like, um, weirdly, Derek and Meredith, where they're just kind of like, you, they need the other person to kind of bite back at them to push them forward. In a toxic way, though. Yeah. Because I feel like very, Meredith and totally. Derek need each other for the better. Like, they help each other be better people, yeah. better doctors. But, like... Where Alex with, and Izzy, they just kind of do it yeah. because they're both stubborn and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Uh, yeah. But... Yeah. Okay. 
Wait, we need Karev to, we need crying to... into Izzy's mouth was such a cringe. So sad. It makes me like, so sad. Ugh, it's God. just, like, fucked up. It's, I get mm-hmm. it. Like, fuck, I get it. But, oh, my God. It's just, like, Ooh. hard to watch. Yeah, I, I just... He's a like, good crier. He's, he's a, a really a, good Alex crier. Alex Chambers is a really good crier because I was like, I didn't want to watch this. I don't like watching I was like, like oh, my God, cry. Justin Chambers, like, wow, he's going off. Yeah, he was kind of crushing it this episode. You know what's crazy? What? Catherine Heigl is the only person to win an Emmy for acting on this show. No, that's so yeah. fucked up. Oh fucked no! Up? They never, uh, they never gave Sandra Oh an, an Emmy for this or Ellen most... Pompeo. Ellen Pompeo has been acting her motherfucking no because we can't get mad about this right now. I'm gonna lose we... my shit in about three, two, one. <laughs> it's so commencing. stupid. Um. Anyway, like fuck. That's so fucked up. Fuck the Academy. Yeah, fuck them. But um, all after all, right. all the kissing. Meredith's like angry scene Ugh. where she's like, stupid loser, son of a. I just, I was like, yeah, I was like laughing That's at the screen. Me. me too. That's because me when I'm be- like, when, when she's I lose like- my temper, when I lose my temper, that's exactly how I'm. I start, I start like cussing for no reason, screaming. Uh, she's like, I don't build houses. I'm a surgeon. I feel like a lame ass loser. You took way too long to come home. <laughs> I couldn't even find that bottle of champagne. I love her so much. I was like, she's this is mad. Me. This is because me even too when tea. she's like trying to do something romantic and sweet, she's like, are you fucking kidding me? You weren't here. Yeah. She's like, I'm trying to be nice and you're not letting me be nice. And she's like, you have no idea. I've been looking for you for hours. Like, I, why, why did you take so long to get here? I've been trying to tell you that I'm in love with you, stupid ass. I was just I like, I love oh my God. it. I love them. And the I house of it. candles. It's such. So sweet. Iconic Grey's Anatomy imagery. Yeah. And such. When he's a, like, where's a, our bedroom? Yeah. He's like, all right, let's go. Such an important thing for Meredith to do, this, like, grand gesture, grand romantic gesture, when she's so scared to let people in. Oh, my God. And she's, like, being so vulnerable in this situation and being, like, genuinely being like, okay, like... And I like that when she's talking to him and she's like, I don't know if I trust you yet, but I'm going to try because we could be extraordinary together. Yeah, and then when she's like, I'm still mad at you. But she kept talking until the... Yeah, because the way she kept on be. going, she like kept on talking to him until the last second when he finally came up to her and just kissed her. But There's like, so much growth there where she's like, uh, "I'm not just gonna let this slide. I'm still mad at you, and I still don't mm-hmm. fully trust you." But like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give this up. That's so adult. Yeah, I just and love like, her so much, and I feel like this is one of those moments that felt very Finchel to me because it's like. The girl yeah. who's, like, going overboard and the guy who's just like, shut up, you idiot. I love you Let so me, much. Yeah, and then he kisses her. Yeah. Uh. And, and their kisses, it's, they, again, they have such, such good chemistry. It's so uh. fucking amazing. It's also I, so Luke and Lorelai because, I mean. Yes. Yes. The way they that, have huge Luke and Lorelai energy. Right? Because, like, when you think about it, it's, like, the girl who's, like, kind of wacky zany like won't stop over talking the top. and the guy's just like can you shut up you idiot yeah i love oh you so much oh my god how have i never put two and two together like that i just thought about it because when i said That's that about so Finchel, i'm like oh my god but wait they're also luke and lorelei because she just goes on and on and he's just like whatever i love that you is no matter fucking what genius that's like mm-hmm. galaxy brain shit oh my god 
They're literally Luke. That's literally what it is. No, they, and they literally make them are. better. They make each other better. They make each other better. He's kind of like a negative Nancy, and she's kind of yeah. like bubbly, sweet. Like she's not. Like I would say that she's not naive. Right, and like Meredith is not as saccharine as Lorelai, where Lorelai is just like so effervescent. Sometimes she's like super yeah, outgoing and super so self indulgent. And just like, but also, but Lorelai does have like that twisty side to her where she'll be like making a sarcastic joke or an inappropriate remark or like yeah. insulting her mom in a, in a magazine article and like saying that yeah. she wishes her, like her mom is comparable to like Adolf Hitler or whatever she says in that article. Lots and of mommy like issues. Meredith is the same way where she like makes inappropriate jokes sometimes and isn't like this perfect. I mean, we saw that in the pilot girl. episode when she's like, I right. want a Kevorky in my 16 year old seizure patient. Right, right. Like we get that she's not a perfect or like. Holy shit. Oh, That's a good fucking call. That's great. I'm my, I mind blown myself. Your fucking mind. My fucking mind. And then, so, oh my God. Derek breaks the kiss. Yep. And he's and like, says, stay here. He's like, do not move. <laughs> if this was me, I would have been like, um, the grass is wet. It's cold out. I'm in a jacket. It's in the woods. I would have been like, like, fuck her. I would have been like, we're um, fucking. Babe, I, no, I would have been like, babe, I'm coming with you. And then we can go back to my cushy ass house. And that's yeah, where we're we not fuck. fucking I'm in not your trailer. fucking the fucking grass. He goes, stay right here. I'm like, um, in the fucking woods in the dark. I've already been here for two hours. The candles are going to burn out in three, two, one. <laughs> and then he just, he goes and he has to break up with Rose. Yeah. And she's, she's standing there in the house of candles. And it's oh such a good image. It's it such a good such image. such a good image. Very great. I love, anatomy. yeah, but like, I, I think the, yeah, I think this is the reason that I love this so much is because it is the jumping off point for a new Meredith. And yeah. it's leaving behind a lot of the things that, the a she lot of the younger really, Meredith. Yeah. Like, the stuff that she had been carrying, all the baggage that she had been carrying around as younger Meredith, and all of the expectations she thought she had on her, and all of the, yeah. like, questions she had about her childhood, and about her mom, and all the issues she had with her mom. Not that they went away, but they're just more informed now. She has the context to understand why she some has, of that shit actually happened. And, and she it, also seems, she has more empathy for her mom after yeah. this. Yeah. She's like, and sees wow. her as less of a villain right. and more of just someone who was dealt a kind of fucked up hand. Less an, it's less of an antagonistic point of view on her mom. And she kind of humanizes her mom through her realizations in therapy. Like she, like her mom isn't, she doesn't treat her mom like a human. She treats her mom like this medical superhero who she has to measure up to. And then reading these journals and going through therapy and understanding all of this stuff makes her realize my mom has just been through a lot of emotional stuff. And now that I'm getting to be that age and going through these emotional dramas myself, yeah, I realize she's not this superhero that I made up in my mind. She's just a human being. I feel like all of us go through that at some point where we have this reckoning 100%. of like, hmm, there are these gray areas in my childhood that I don't really know a lot about. And then we do the research to like either talk to a parent or find it out some other way. And we're like, holy shit, you went through that? Like most recently I was talking to my mom about something and I found out that she went to Woodstock in 1999. And I feel like... Oh, my God. I know, right? We, I, Bernie and I watched this documentary. And yeah, I have to watch it still. It's so good. And then we were talking to my mom about it, and we were like, oh, yeah, yesterday we watched this documentary about Woodstock, in 19, the, the one in 1999. She's like, oh, yeah, how was the documentary? We were like, good, blah, 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 and like just making casual chit-chat. And then later on in the car, my mom was telling us, like, you know, I was actually there, and like... 
she was just so telling, crazy. Like, it's just so crazy. And like, you see your parents as one way and then you find something out later and you're like, holy shit, like, I never realized like, you've yeah. done stuff as an individual outside of you as a parent. But like, yeah, just you just like, don't me, think of them like, as people. Right. And not even before me, because I was actually six years old when that happened. But like, just outside of my relationship to you, you've been through stuff that I wasn't necessarily privy to. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And I think Grace does a really, really good job of that. Yeah. Wow, great episode. Yep, that's my fave. That's your fave. Next week, we're going to talk about my favorite episode, which is season five, episode six. Um, It is a great episode. I can't wait to talk about it. So So stay tuned for that. Um, But thanks, everyone, for listening. Yes, please follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that. Uh, All of it will be linked in the show notes and stuff like that. And tell us some of your favorite, like, DM us. Talk to us about Grace. We could do it all day. We literally could. Thanks for listening. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God, he's online. Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died.